Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello everyone. Happy Friday. If you are listening on the day that this drops, which is a Friday, I hope you've had a really great week. I want to talk to us today about some really powerful ways that we can pray for our kids, which I've done since my kids were really little. So I want to share those with you. But just before we get started on that, um, I just wanted to mention again, the platform where you can support this podcast, support Girl Next Door. I've got an aim of having 50 members uh, a month which would be so helpful for me. I'd love to be able to podcast a day a week. You can sign up to be a member. In fact, this is what I love about it. You actually don't have to sign up. Like You do not have to give your all your details away and sign up to this platform and all of that. It's just super easy. Buy me a coffee, it's called. The link is in the show notes or on my Instagram, and you can support for $5 a month, or you can just do a one-off. So there you go. Thank you so much for those. Um, I think there's 12 members so far. I really appreciate you all. And course, the one-offs. I want to talk today about the ways that I prayed for my kids and that I still pray for my kids. I'm going to give you six things today. So even if you, unless you're driving, even if you just, um, you know, grab your note section of your phone and jot these six things down, um, because they are six things that really are powerful and can help to really protect in prayer some major things in our kids' lives. Um, In fact, it's probably a good idea. This is how I work anyway. I actually take a lot of notes on my phone. So I've got everything stashed in folders. So maybe that's a good idea. You could have like a folder that's a parenting folder or a you know, girl next door podcast folder and note down the episode and then a couple of the main points, because I know a lot of you will go, Oh, when did you talk about this again? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, now I've got to go back through my notes. So anyway, that could be helpful for you. But, you know, I've always known that, um, it's a powerful thing to pray for our kids, right? We all know that. But I remember years ago when my kids were really little, I read a series of books about prayer by an author called Stormy O'Martian. And I've talked to you guys about her before, but I just wanted to bring her up again. She's got this series like The Power of a Praying Wife, The Power of a Praying Husband. Um, There's one on my bookshelf called The Power of Praying Through Fear. There's also one on for kids, which I will do an episode on because it's a really good uh, little book about how to teach our kids to pray. But this particular one that I read that really kind of changed the way that I prayed and helped me so much is called The Power of a Praying Parent. Now, I will never forget certain elements of this book that helped me to know how to specifically pray for my kids. And there was one paragraph that really stuck out to me. Guys, if you can hear movement, I'm telling you, I wish I had a video on right now. It is my puppy who's now 20 kilos and massive has decided to join me like my other dog used to join me. But Callie was very quiet. There, did you hear that? She's yawning. 
this dog is really noisy. And she is sitting behind me and she was pouring my hand because she wants my attention. Uh, she wants to go outside. That's what she wants. But anyway, I digress. Sorry, guys. Um, but this particular paragraph that Stormy O'Martian wrote that I never will forget is she said that we can actively participate in our kids' futures by praying for them intentionally. Now, of course, we all know that God guides our children's pathways, but we are also invited to partner with God through prayer. And that was her point. She was um, making a big point that we can play a huge part in partnering with God through prayer for our children in such a way that we can really see powerful results. And she said, do not leave any part of your children's lives to chance. Now, of course, she doesn't mean chance as in the worldly sense of the word chance, right? She, of course, is coming from a, you know, a Christian perspective that God is always covering our kids. But she was like, don't just leave it to that. We can actually powerfully, that the Bible says that the prayers of a righteous man and a righteous woman makes much power available. They are powerful and effective. And so we can actually help to steer and guide our children's future when we partner in this way through prayer. So it doesn't have to be fancy. And that's why I'm going to give you guys six really practical things that you can pray over that are so powerful, but it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to use fancy words. I'll literally show you how I always have for the last 20 years prayed over my kids, including like, I still pray like this right now. So the first one is to pray over the seed of salvation. And that was a little phrase that I got again from Stormy O'Martian, pray over the seed of salvation. So I would simply pray like this, Lord, I thank you that the seed of salvation has been sown and I pray protection over that seed and that it would bear much fruit in my kids' lives. And I would always name, I still do, I name my children individually. So my kids got saved when they were really little. So it was either myself or my mother-in-law that led my kids to salvation when they were really young. So Georgia and Liam first gave their hearts to the Lord when I was in hospital having Ashton and my mother-in-law led them in prayer. And then Georgia again put her hand up for salvation when she was about probably seven or eight because this musical came to our church called Rockfish. And then I remember Ashton, he said the prayer of salvation when he was watching Bible Man. And I remember I was busy doing stuff. The others were at school and I heard him with great gusto saying the salvation prayer. And I was like, oh my gosh, he just said, you know, the prayer of salvation. So Obviously, that's the first. The first point is like actively lead your kids to salvation when they're very little. Teach them what that means. And then the Bible, though, talks a lot about seeds and soft ground and those seeds bearing fruit. And so if you think of salvation in that way, like it's a seed, I would pray and I still pray now, although probably not as much because I can see that the seed of salvation has really taken root in my kids' lives and, and it is bearing fruit. But basically what you're doing is you're praying protection from your kids ever walking away from their decision to give their lives over to 
God, to Christ. So um, it's basically praying this covering that they won't walk away from their salvation and that their salvation would make uh, would bear much fruit in their lives. So I literally would pray on a regular basis. I, and I, I didn't even expand on it sometimes. I would just say, thank you, God, that you've already sown the seed of salvation in George's life. I pray that you would protect that seed and it would bear much fruit. Protect her from ever walking away from you, right? Easy. Easy peasy, guys. Number two, friendships. And these six things, by the way, for some reason, these six have been burned into my memory. This is literally, I pray and have always prayed the same things over my kids, unless they're going through something, and then I will pray specifically for that. But otherwise, these are pretty much the six things that I would pray nearly every day, if not, you know, at least on rotations. Number two, I prayed over their friendships right from when they were very little. I prayed that God would keep them from friends who would have negative influence, you know, because we can't always be watching our kids. And then I would always pray, and I still do, that he would bring friends into their lives who also loved Jesus, who also loved church, friends that they could walk out their God call with side by side, friends who would help them to stay close to God, friends who would... um, you know, that they could make amazing memories with and that they can take into adulthood with. And that prayer comes in seasons too. Like, you know, when they're teenagers, for example, the friends they hang around guys are so important. You really need to be praying over that in that season. And now that my kids are going into their adulthood, you know, I pray over as they get partners and that that they would form friendships that they can take into, you know, their future relationships. All right, number three. Now, this is one that I, even if I don't do the others each day, this is one I absolutely do without fail. I pledge the blood of Jesus. I don't just do it over the kids. I do it over my whole family. I do this every day. It is the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning or if I I usually have my prayer time in the morning. It's the first thing that I pray. I, I apply or pledge the blood of Jesus. Now, I'll show you how I do it in just a moment, but this is based on the Old Testament when God asked the Israelites to cover their doorposts with blood from the sacrificial lamb so that the spirit of death that was coming would pass over their families and they would be supernaturally protected. Where did I learn this? I actually learned this from my mum. When I was little, um, my mum, because my dad had left and it was just her and my sister and myself, and we were very new Christians. So I don't know where she learned it from, but I would often hear her praying that the blood of Jesus would cover our house and would protect us. So then I heard Joyce Meyer preaching on it. And so I've kind of just taken that to a whole new level where I will pray and apply and pledge the blood of Jesus. And I name the family member. And this is literally what I say, dear Lord, I thank you that today, um, that I am pledging the blood of Jesus, that the blood of Jesus is covering Georgia from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. I literally say, say that every day. And then I go on to say, I thank you that because of the blood of Jesus, that we have supernatural protection from all sickness and disease and accident and injury, protection from any evil or anyone with evil intent. And all of these things must pass over my household in the name of Jesus. And uh, you can apply this to anything. I really applied this over COVID. 
I prayed over my family with the blood of Jesus. I commanded that in the name of Jesus, that COVID and the mandates would pass over my family and no one would be affected. And honestly, God was so good to us in that season. Um, I would pray protection of my kids specifically over their cars. I always pray that the blood of Jesus would protect them when they drive, um, as they drive to work, at work, coming home. I also pray over their health. I always pray supernatural protection. I even go over through the body parts. I'm like, thank you, God, that um, the blood of Jesus is covering and the blood of Jesus is lifeblood through every cell and every organ. And I literally will name whatever comes to my brain. That's my brain, guys. That's what, but I think that's a very powerful thing to do. And I've seen that be a very powerful thing in my own life. Oh my gosh, the dog is back. I've seen that be a powerful thing in my own life right from when I was very little. Okay, number four, I pray for my kids and always did, particularly from when they were younger, that they would have an encounter with God. Because it's one thing for them to have salvation, but I wanted my kids to experience God for themselves so that they would choose Him, to choose to follow Him for themselves. So I would always pray, God, give each one of them a personal encounter. I would pray, God, please position them into moments where they can encounter you. And I prayed that God would be real to each one of them in a way that was unique to each one each one of them, because, you know, all three of the kids are really different. And so I really was specific. I'm like, God, give them an encounter in a way that suits them and suits their personality. Uh, Help them to hear your voice. Help them to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're real. That's number four. Number five, I would always pray protection over their God call. So I would always thank God that he has a call on each one of them. And I knew, and I would say, thank you, God, that Georgia, Liam, Ashton are born for such a time as this. And thank you that they would know that they're born for such a time as this and that they would want to use their lives to build your kingdom. And I prayed that God would show each one of them what their God call looked like and that they would want their talents and gifts and passions to be used in their unique way to build God's kingdom and that they would have an impact on God's kingdom through their God call. So I guess I guess what I was praying in a way is that they wouldn't want to um, invest and serve their talents into the world, but into God's kingdom, which by the way, does not mean ministry. I did not, I do not mean ministry when I say that. I'm like, you know, all of my kids, like Ashton, for example, and Liam, both for work do videography and photography, and they both help Um, serve God's kingdom when it comes to, you know, at church, they serve by taking videos and photos. That's what I mean. It doesn't have to be ministry as such. It can be be anything. It doesn't even have to be in the church. It's just, you know, George is doing social work. So I believe that she's called to build God's kingdom by using her skills and the knowledge that she has by helping, you know, all of the um, young people who she comes across in her work who are not Christians, um, that God would use her in that way. Okay. So that's five. Number six, you guys probably are going to laugh at this one. I have prayed this since they were babies, which is a very weird thing when they're a baby, but it's not because we should always be praying for their next season. But I would always pray for their future spouse. So I thank God that they have, that he has the perfect partner already picked out. And I would pray over that person. I say to God, I don't know who they are, Lord, but you do. 
and I th- and I don't know what situation they're living in right now, but I ask that you would protect them and I pray that no matter what situation that they are in, that they would know right now that you love them. So I'd always pray over them. And then I would pray, God, bring a partner into each of my kids' lives who loves God even more than they do. I would always say that. Who wants to serve your kingdom also and that they will do it together as husband and wife. I pray for my boys that they will find wives who will love them and make beautiful homes with them, um, that they will make great mum and dad together who are going to raise their children for the Lord. Um, I pray with Georgia that she would find a partner who would love her and be gentle with her um, and yet protect her and together they'd be a powerful force in the kingdom. So not limited to those things, but that's pretty much the generic, not generic, but the daily kind of stuff that I would pray. Um, I also would pray that because remember Stormy O'Martian said, don't let and don't leave anything uncovered in prayer. And so I would, I even pray that all of the siblings, like all of my kids uh, and their partners would all get along together. Cause we all know, right? Like all it takes is one of the kids to marry one person that doesn't get along with the rest of the family and it can be so tense and difficult and so I actually pray that my kids and their siblings would all be best of friends and all get along really well together and oh guys add this one in ask God to protect them from being with the wrong person I always am like Lord protect my kids from giving their heart to the wrong person so let me just tell you those six things again that I pray uh on a very regular basis, if not each day. And honestly, it might just be that I'm driving and I pray these things. So number one, protection over the seed of salvation. Number two, over the friendships in their lives. Number three, I pledge the blood of Jesus, top of their head to the soles of their feet. Number four, I pray that they encounter uh, God for themselves. Number five, I pray protection over their God call. And number six, over their future spouses. So I just want to finish by talking to you about my favorite mother in the Bible who is Jochebed. Um, Of course, that is Moses' mother, one of my favorite mothers. She actually saw that Moses was no ordinary child. It actually says that she saw that he was a fine child, but the word for saw doesn't mean like with her natural eyes. And so I want to encourage us to be mums and dads that don't see our children with natural eyes, but see the, the potential and the God call and the anointing upon their lives. And then she raised what I call the triple threat. I mean, guys, she raised three siblings, Moses, Miriam, and Aaron, who were used by God to transform a nation and a generation, but each in a different way, right? Like Aaron was the founder of the priesthood and helped his brother. Moses led the slaves uh, or the whole nation to freedom. And Miriam, of course, was a prophetess and a leader. And if you read that whole story and watch it unfold, I just love how much holy courage, I call it holy courage, that Jochebed, the mum, had. And I think it was because she could see what was on each of their lives that she had that holy courage. And I love the interaction that we see right at the very start with Jochebed and Miriam when Moses was born. And of course, Pharaoh had made that demand that all of the baby boys were to be thrown into the river, but it's the very river he should have been thrown into. Of course, we see Jochebed made that basket and went and put him in and Miriam watched him 
and the courage that Miriam had as a child. You know, she came out of the hiding place and she spoke up. And so this courage, we see it passing from the mum, Jochebed, to the daughter, Miriam. And then, of course, she was also the mother of two, the two boys. And, you know, times would have been hard. At, at times, there was one stage when Moses ran away because he'd killed someone and it wouldn't always have been easy. And I believe that it was the prayers of Jochebed that saw each one of them through. And she raised these incredible siblings. And probably one of the reasons I love this is because she raised two boys and a girl and I've got two boys and a girl. So I'm like, Lord, let me be a mother like Jochebed who has holy courage and who can see what's on my kids' lives and praise them through and sees them being raised up into their full God purpose to build your kingdom. And of course, I pray exactly the same over you and your children and that you would have wisdom because remember, we've all got uh, the Holy Spirit with us. We've got Jesus as our guide in all things when it comes to parenting. So I hope that that's helped you today. Jot those six things down and, you know, make it part of your rotation. And maybe you've got other things as well that you like to pray for. So guys, thanks for joining me. I love you all and look forward to being with you next Wednesday. Until then, bye.